This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, that's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. All right, we're going to start things out here with a pretty disturbing story. In fact, it's downright sick. Disturb me. It's out of uh, the Associated Press and our very near neighbors here in uh, to New Hampshire in Vermont. That's where the story is from. It involves a 12-year-old girl, and unfortunately, she is dead. Mm. <clears throat> now then, who killed her and why? Those questions remain to be answered, uh, but there are some suspects, one man in particular, her uncle. We'll talk more about that here in moments. Let me give you the story from the AP. The body of a missing 12-year-old Vermont girl was found Wednesday buried near her uncle's home. That's pretty uh, damning evidence right there. I mean, not necessarily was him, but funny that it's near his house. Well, I wonder how near is near. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a very populous state. If it's difficult to get too far, if uh, the uncle lives near the um, the the parents of the uh, the the child, they found her body just hours after documents surfaced that accused the man of planning to initiate her in to a child sex ring. Prosecutors Whoa, say the Vermont hey, man. I want to hear from you. Sorry about that. Anyway, Brooke Bennett's body was found at about 4:45 p.m. about a mile from her uncle's house, said the state police director, Colonel James Baker. Police who had been searching the uncle's property noticed the ground was disturbed and found her body buried underneath. The girl's uncle, Michael Jacques, who has been in custody since Sunday on sexual assault charges involving another underage girl, is set to be charged in federal court with kidnapping. I'm not sure why a, a federal court would be necessary to be involved here. If he went across state lines? I guess. If Vermont's very small, you know, it's not too hard to get across state lines. Bennett was uh, last seen alive with Jacques at a convenience store last Wednesday. And again, at Brooke Bennett, the young girl's name. Now, they were looking for this girl and said that she had been uh, drug off by a MySpace predator. Uh, Is that right? Yes, uh, that, that she had uh, gone um, with a fake MySpace friend, perhaps, to... Uh, um, you know, see that friend's uh, friend I guess in the they hospital. were wrong, because this is her uncle. Well, look, it's MySpace gets the blame, though. Bennett was last seen alive. I don't know if they mentioned MySpace in this story. I guess you were saying that's what they were suggesting when they were looking for the body. I'm here. I'm, right, like, gotcha. I'm hearing the news stories on the air. Uh, the According to the uh, the police captain, the director, rather, he says, the painful discovery of Brooke's body today is tragic and heartbreaking. He called the death clearly suspicious, but declined to give details. Well, before. of course it's suspicious. It's, you know, a teenage girl. They don't just die. Uh, but he declined to give details before a planned briefing. On Wednesday night, about 300 people gathered to mourn Bennett's death in what was originally organized as a candlelight vigil for her safe return. Mm. Uh, of course, her mother is pretty broken up. Uh, she says she asks that justice be done for the person who took her baby away. 
Father said, I know that Brooke... That'd be really painful. Yep. He, father says, I know that Brooke knows we love her and will always love her. Earlier Wednesday, in an affidavit unsealed in U.S. District Court in Burlington, the FBI said an unidentified 14-year-old girl told investigators she was present on June 25th when Jacques, who is 42, tricked Ms. Bennett into thinking she was going to a party. Then he took her to his Randolph home to be initiated into a sex ring. The hell does that mean? The girl said she was led to believe the 12-year-old would have sex with adult males during the initiation. And he told them this? Told this girl this? Well, the, presumably the 14-year-old is... Again, she was with uh, Mr. Jacques at that time. And so why would he say that? She's probably in the sex ring. I see. Uh, the teenager said she and Bennett watched television for a while before Jacques told her to leave and took his niece upstairs. The witness said she left the house with her boyfriend and didn't see Bennett again. The 14-year-old said she herself had been having sex with Jacques since she was nine as part of the sex ring. So for five years, this girl been having sex with this man in his uh, early 40s. And had a boyfriend? Apparently so. Bennett's former, he might even be in the ring too, who knows. Bennett's former stepfather, Raymond Gagnon. These people live different than I do, I can tell you that. uh, He appeared in federal court as the former stepfather of the young lady. Wednesday on an obstruction of justice charge was denied bail. Police say Gagnon lives in Texas, but often visited Vermont. According to the affidavit, he told police he accessed his former stepdaughter's MySpace page from a computer in San Antonio after getting login information from Jacques. Police said they have evidence that postings to the account were altered to make it appear the 12-year-old, uh, the 12-year-old had discussed a secret rendezvous shortly before she disappeared. So mm-hmm. you're right, there is a MySpace involvement. Gagnon also told police he downloaded child pornography onto the laptop. Bennett's mother said she was very surprised by her ex-husband's alleged involvement. So, so it, the, 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 the girl's um, stepfather and uncle? Former stepfather and her current uncle. Bizarre. We're involved. The stepfather involved in some way. Uh, again, obstruction of justice charge is what he's been slapped with. But the uncle is the one who is the prime suspect as far as the murder is concerned. Okay. And it definitely was the uncle that was involved, or allegedly was the uncle so it's who was involved what's, in the what's sex the issue? Rate. The issue is teenage prostitution, Mark. This is a perfect example of the. What happens when teenage prostitution is outlawed? This is the black market that you are seeing in action here. The whole idea of an underground sex ring. Look, if, and I understand this is really, you know, a tough issue, and people get very, very upset and emotional when we talk about these things, but this little girl, this 12-year-old girl would probably be alive today if her horny old uncle could actually go out and legally find himself some sort of underage girl who was willing to sell her services in the marketplace. So you have to ask yourself, if you think teenage prostitution should be illegal, how many more Brooke Bennett's are you willing to kill? Because she's probably not the only little girl who's been killed in the underground sex trade. Well, um, I, I think that uh, the argument for that on the opposite side, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I, it, this is a tragic story, absolutely, is that uh, when you, you know, if you were to legalize this market, there would be more supply side uh, p- pressure, meaning that uh, they would attempt to get more girls to supply sex, um, more teenage prostitutes, and, and uh, boys too, for that matter. So you'd have a larger um, issue of teenage prostitution it's still pretty small i've certainly never heard of anything like this before and 
yeah, it's unfortunate that this girl died, but, you know, pe- people are sick, and who's to say this guy wouldn't have killed a kid anyway? Who's to say? I Certainly, mean, he could have killed a kid anyway, no right. doubt about he, it. But, but he successfully managed to get the other girl into this. What what, what happened that sh- this girl died? But, Mark, I, and I don't know. We don't know what the answers are yet. This case is just breaking. They've just, you know, they've recently arrested this guy. Nobody really knows the details here. But what I do know is the the whole idea of a child sex ring or a uh, yeah that's what it's called here uh, a child sex ring that would not exist in a legal marketplace in a in a true free market where a 15 year old girl or whatever could go out and sell her services to somebody that that uh, was interested in buying them there would be no need to have some sort of secretive ring uh in order to protect people's identities and to keep everything all hush hush because when they're talking about initiating this girl into the sex ring that probably involves some level of threatening like you tell somebody, we hurt you. You tell somebody, we hurt your mom. Or whatever it is. Whatever it is that they hold over these girls' heads in order to keep them, as this one girl did, for five years, keep them having sex without them telling anybody about it. And it puts young girls into a dangerous position where they're too afraid to do anything. Where they are essentially owned by these men who want to have sex with well, them. These men have nothing over these girls other than the coerciveness that they've been using, the manipulation and coercion that they're using, correct? Yeah, that's they, what I would imagine. So um, in, a, in, a, in a marketplace where teen prostitution was legal, um, or, or even younger for that matter, I mean, if, if you're going to make it legal for teens, why not make it legal for anything else? Um, what you you would still ha- you'd have the demand. The, I think we all agree that the demand is out there, so they would have to meet that demand. What's what's to uh, keep uh, them from using coercion and manipulation on those kids in order to try to meet the demand for teen sex? Well, that's a good question. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line for you. Um, most people in their free market activities don't use coercion. So if you can get sex without using coercion, what's the point in using coercion? Well, uh, that would More be the job. Not the pimp. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. All the features on our website, by the way, are totally free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with thousands of our listeners and Read over 350,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. From serious issues to fun stuff, you will find it all. And it's all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That is SACL, C-A-I. We are talking about a disturbing story involving a perverted old uncle. It's always the uncles, isn't it, Mark? It's I, I, always no, the no, it's not always Stepdads and uncles. Got to look out for those guys. Anyway, um, this guy, his name is, uh, let's see, Mr. Jacques from Vermont. His name, Michael Jacques. He's uh, in his early 40s, and apparently he kidnapped his uh, his niece, Brooke Bennett, 12 years old, and now she's dead. They found her body about a mile from her uncle's house, uh, where they noticed the property uh, had been, the ground was disturbed. I don't they think found he kidnapped her. He um, coerced her into coming with him. 
Okay, well, whatever. But manipulated, I, of course, is probably not the He right lied. Way. He lied to her. He told her that she was going to be taken to a party. And I guess, well, it was like a sex party, I suppose. Maybe she didn't know that part. Uh, allegedly, according to another teenage girl, a 14-year-old girl, uh, she said that she was there when Mr. Jacques tricked Bennett into thinking she was going to the party and instead took her to his Randolph home to be initiated into what is being called a child sex ring. Now, you have to ask yourself, what is the purpose of a child sex ring? What's the purpose? To supply, uh, you know, underage sex to people who want that. For, I don't know how it happens, but somehow these guys that want to have sex with underage girls somehow find one another. Maybe it's the internet, maybe they just grew up knowing one another. I don't know how that happens. But by whatever... I guess people with interest, but I, I can't imagine how they initiate the conversation. It seems very strange to me. Yeah. I don't that part I don't understand. But what I do understand is the whole idea that essentially you get together with these guys of similar mindset. Um, perhaps some of them are are fathers uh, bring their daughters to the sex ring. I don't I don't like uh, the the use of the uh, second person in there. So it's not you. One gets together with these. One guys. gets together uh, with these other d- uh, dudes. Presumably they have some female they have access to. It doesn't seem likely that you would be allowed into the sex ring without. Right. Having a uh, young female it's to bring. BYOK, bring your own kid. Yeah, and so the idea is they obviously swear some sort of secrecy thing and they could swap their partners around and. That's the purpose, right? It's the purpose is to keep everything hush hush and keep things very very quiet and uh, very small, so that no one is ever discovered. None of these sex rings are ever un- unturned. Because you have to understand, this is a different kind of prohibition. The prohibition on prostitution, and we're talking—I mean, I'm talking about all prostitution, adult, teen, whatever. The prohibition on prostitution is much more difficult to to uh, to track. It's not like you're driving around with a trunk full of stinky marijuana or, you know, you're trying to, to deal in kilo, kilograms of, uh, of heroin or cocaine with some sort of bulky product that you have to move across borders and, you know, remain undetected. This is just human beings having sex with one another. So, right. you know, once how do the, you find once the act's this? done, what do you prove? Well, yeah. And how do you find it? How do you get a clue? How do you, um, you know, break into these sex rings to, to even discover that they exist in the first place if it isn't from, for, from some accidental situation? Or maybe one of the young girls decides to uh, to run away or go to the police or tell some other adult. You know, the very, very few, the very uh, few ways that somebody could actually get wind of something like this going on. But clearly it's going on. And clearly there is there's. I don't know. I don't know how many people are involved in this ring. We don't know much about this particular case yet. But my position here is that there would be no reason for sex rings if these guys could go and get themselves some sort of service from a young lady who's willing to offer those services. Clearly, there are teenage girls that are willing to offer these services. We've talked about that before. Many of them have been busted. They've uh, had their money stolen from them by the police. And you've, you've talked about Oprah episodes where they talk, where they, where they show them. I, yeah, I've seen them interviewed. So I know that, uh, that that exists. And, you know, if these guys could get satisfied, have their little urges satisfied in that particular way, then there would be no need for a hush-hush underground child sex ring where, you know, if you, if you snitch, you get killed or bumped off for whatever reason they well, killed this I, girl. I, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I consider the idea of, uh, you know, uh, child 
prostitution and them having sex with uh, much older men and that kind of thing to be a bad thing in and of itself. Yes, the the killing of the child is is worse. I'm not telling you it's a good thing, Mark. All I'm saying is it's going on now, and because it's been pushed underground, people are being enslaved. And they're being threatened, and they're being killed. My question to you is, is if it's legal, what's to prevent someone from being enslaved in that atmosphere? I mean, you know, basically the only way to... Are you enslaved at your job? Right, because there are people, there, there's a, a, a quantity of people willing to do such a thing. My job. So what you have to have is you have, you have to convince me, and I'm, I, I, I remain, you know, quite unconvinced that there are enough kids out there that, uh, you know, they wouldn't want, you know, from a supply side, that the, 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 the uh, distributor, the pimp, wouldn't have to coerce, manipulate, uh, young kids into working for them. I mean, steal them off the streets, that kind of thing. I don't know. I, I, I you know, this is not a world that uh, that that confronts me. To me, well, I don't know either. I don't know what the economics of it would be, Mark. I can't tell you what the supply and the, the demand is like. We don't know what those numbers are. We don't have any idea. Well, uh, what those uh, what, are. but to me, what you're proposing doesn't sound much better than what uh, we currently have. What I'm proposing will, I think, prevent people from being killed well, and prevent on. people from being let me, enslaved. Let me give you a scenario here. The pimp, uh, you know, spots a, a prize product here, a child that they want to have in their, uh, in, in their, uh, you know, bevy of uh, child hookers that you're talking about. They. Uh, you know, sweep them off and and talk to them about it. They say no, no, no. The the pimp uses coercive uh, means. Uh, I don't know, um, some kind of torture technique to get them to say yes. Uh, you know, they, they could they um, you know they could say well the, that sounds child, awful. But what's right, stopping that from happening today? Right. Well, that's Nothing. why I'm asking you. Is so, you know, what you've got is legalized child prostitution, bad, and um, the same things that are going on today, more bad. All we've got today is the bad stuff that's happening what now. What I'm telling you is today the young people that are willing to sell their services and they are out there they are. are prohibited from doing so and therefore forced into a I dangerous hear they're, on they're forced I... into a dangerous underground world mark and that underground world would be less dangerous and less pervasive if these people were able to sell their services legally if johns are able to go out and get serviced by people that are willing to perform those services whoever they are then they won't be out there demanding them from those who don't want to perform those services I remain unconvinced, and to me... Um, so now, now, you would, you're willing to kill children, then, is what you're saying? It sounds to me like you're willing to kill children. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, you, what you I'm want to give them over to pimps who uh, no. you know, will, will torture them so that they'll make That's them work. That's not what I'm talking That's about. That's the point that I've made here, and well, I don't you know where have you not got been able to combat it. When did I ever say I, I supported pimping? When did I ever say that I, su- that I supported killing children? Well, if you support prohibition, that's what you get. You get violence, you get You danger. haven't convinced me that you won't get that anyway. I didn't tell you that you absolutely wouldn't get it, Mark, but the, the incidents would be reduced. The danger would be reduced for those who are interested in performing those acts. They would not be. They would not have to be concerned about those things. More coming up. You can take control. Do you disagree? This is Free Talk Live. How could you not? Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for three dollars a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That shrine dot freetalklive.com who is Poopin von Schnuggenberger and why does he call himself an anarcho-poopalist uh, poopalist who is the anarchy boogeyman and should you be afraid of him anarchyinyourhead.com is a webcomic about the philosophy of freedom in its purest form check in every Wednesday and Friday for a new strip and find bonus material throughout the week all at anarchyinyourhead.com that's anarchyinyourhead.com Dot com. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Now, Mark, before we go on with the phone calls here, because they are lining up, I just want to make sure that I've made my position clear, because I don't think that I necessarily have. You're saying that legalizing prostitution, even for teenagers or underagers, whatever you want to call them, you're saying that that would not do anything to reduce no, no. the amount of violence those young girls are encountering? Not saying that. I don't know, but I remain unconvinced because. What would it take to convince you? I, I, you'd have to you'd have to see. There'd does prohibition cause violence? It does in some cases, but a prohibition can. Um, what instances can you think of? In, in, in an instance where the government prohibits it, versus what about the kids? There might not be enough kids out there to service the adults that that uh, you know want these services. These this child. If that's hookers true, that if that's true, about. Mark. I mean, if that's true. Then that's pretty scary, isn't it? What you just suggested there, that if you, you believe there are that many adults that are looking for these services, what does that say? I don't know what it says. Well, it says, I mean, if there are that many adults looking for these services, then uh, there's no point in prohibiting them because they're certainly going to be out there doing it anyway. So and why don't we just in this, let it, the market in this story decide? They were talking about a nine-year-old girl. Do you think a nine-year-old can give informed consent on sex? I don't know, Mark. I'm not, uh, you know, I think people are different. I think that I gave consent when I was Do you think this little girl gave, um, gave uh, informed consent on sex? I haven't the slightest clue, Mark. We don't have her here to talk to her. You certainly are cavalier her with it, though. Look, you know, she gave her consent either way or whatever happened. She ended up in the sex ring for five years. Certainly she could have done something to get out of it, right? Sounds to me like how there was a great deal of manipu- manipulation right. going well, on. Well, how scary was it? What exactly went on with ins- on the inside of this sex ring? Probably th- violence and threats of violence. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. So you so legalize it. To, right. And what's to stop violence and threats of violence um, to, for the getting, fact getting that you the can, kids into the sex ring in the first place? The fact that you can go and actually have some sort of justice. The fact that you could go She and, could get justice now. That girl could have left at any time. She's breaking the law. No, she's not. That's nonsense. They take, they you, take money from these girls. nonsense. Absolute nonsense. You know as well as I do that that little girl could have gone to the cops and they would have, no one would have ever held her responsible as a nine-year-old for getting into a sex ring. She had the protection of law. On, now she'd have the protection of law under your system. It seems to me that is all your, your system would do is allow uh, child prostitution. And I'm really not interested it's in it. It's going on right now, dude, and I can't believe that you're denying that you, be, you don't believe there's violence inherent in the underground prostitution uh, trade. I'm not saying that I don't what think kind that. Of world I did not say that. What, what the hell are you talking well, about? What are you, you saying? Ha- you're listen, saying that legalizing... Listen to the words coming out of my mouth. Saying, you'll know what the hell I'm let saying. Let me see if I've got I'm you saying clear. you have not proven... You, you I don't have, have to prove anything. 
I don't have to prove you anything. Just let kids I'm have arguing, sex with adults. I'm arguing in favor of freedom. Look, you can ostracize people that are engaging in this sort of behavior, Mark. I'm sure you can come up with some sort of creative uh, market-based solutions to ostracize these it's people. But not the fact the is, people that are having, having sex, sex with, with the kids that bother me. It's the pimps that would exploit the kids. That, what it doesn't bother you that people are having sex with kids? Jesus H. Christ. Let me see if I can understand what you're saying here. You're telling me that by re-legalizing child prostitution, that it would be no less dangerous than it is today? you telling me I that? remain unconvinced that it would um, be less dangerous than it is today. 1-800-259-9231. may even be more dangerous. I, I think that's absolutely if, absurd. If cops can't go in and bust these people... What are you talking about? They can't go in and bust child, uh, you know, sex prostitution businesses because it would be legal at that point. Then, yeah, I think people could use violence and threats and coercion and uh, manipulation to get these kids into these businesses. 1-800-259-9231. Clearly, I can't convince you of this, Mark. Clearly, so you're not even paying attention. So I don't know what you're talking about. You're telling me that <laughs> violence would continue in the absence of prohibition. And while I don't deny there could be some instances of violence, certainly there are always going to be violent people out there. It seems clear to me that prohibition uh, encourages violence. It seems clear to me that prohibition encourages danger, dangerous situations. Women in the prostitution trade, whether they're underage or they're over 18, are at risk. They are at risk because they could encounter violence, whether it be from the Johns or from the pimps or whoever. Women, they could be enslaved. Women naturally engage in sex with men, whereas children do not naturally engage Define in sex children. with adults. Define children. Someone who cannot give informed consent. Define that. You can't. Okay. So, so then you've got nothing, don't you? No, no. I, I, got, a, I got an age. I got an arbitrary age. I'm going to pull out right. of the air. You sure Thanks. do. What age? Go ahead. Uh, what for? For somebody to be uh, able to, to have, have sex? to a, be able to consent to sexual activity. I think that uh, 16 is a good age for um, you know all around consent. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, so 15 year olds they're just stupid, huh? They can't make decisions for themselves. I think that 15 year olds can decide to have sex with 15 to say 18 year olds. Oh really? Now would they be able to decide to have sex for money with an 18 year old? I think that uh, if somebody can decide to have sex, they can de- decide to have sex to, for money. Okay. What about 25? What a twenty twenty five? What a twenty five year old? Um, that a fifteen year old would can have sex with twenty yeah. five year old for yeah. money? No. Okay. So again, you're just making up stuff here, right? You're just pulling out numbers, like you said, totally arbitrary. And it's clear that uh, these fifteen year olds don't really care what you think, Mark. They're out there turning tricks anyway. They're some they want to buy the new Gucci handbag, so they're going to go out and they're going to give some forty year old guy a BJ. He's probably married. His wife will probably never know about it. And uh, I'm sure that most teenage prostitution is nonviolent. I'm sure it's mostly con- you know consensual. But the fact is, there are girls who are put into very dangerous situations, including in enslavement because of the uh, because of the underground aspects of this and i'm just saying it should be taken out of the underground and you're arguing for keeping it there that's and that's i i think disturbing so there's um there's a prohibition you're arguing that prohibition is always uh, less violent right no, no, no. That uh, the absence of prohibition. The uh, absence of prohibition is, is less violent. Right. So there's and I have a prohibition on my side. There's a prohibition in this country against blood sports. Uh, you know, fighting gladiators style uh, fighting, killing each other, that kind of thing. If they lifted that prohibition, do you think it would be less violent? Well, those are inherently violent, Mark. Those are, those are activities Just, that cannot be less violent. But right now they're prohibited, right? As I understand it, they probably are. How many people are dying as a, as a result of this prohibition? I haven't the slightest clue. What's your point? Like none. What is your point? I'm saying there's demand for this, and people aren't doing it. If you legalize, how do you know that? 
How do you know there aren't underground fight clubs the, out there, There are there, Mark? underground fight clubs. People Rarely do people how die do in know, them. How do you know that? Because I've never seen a news story on it. Not well, how many ever. times have we seen news stories about child sex rings? Every once in a while they no, pop up. This is the first time I've ever seen a news story about a child sex ring, Mark. These are things that don't involve products necessarily, Mark. These are services. These are interactions between so people. They're very hard to track. So if they legalized, uh, you know, the if you die in an underground legalized fight, a gladiator-style fighting, in the United States, do you think that uh, men would be coerced into uh, you know fighting in these uh, these scenarios to the Doesn't death? Doesn't seem that likely. No, nope. seems ludicrous to me. That, if you want to go into suggest a, that it, it, the people that are fighting are usually fighting because they like to fight, right? Isn't that the point of the fight clubs? They go and they fight. I can tell you but the demand is significantly up, higher um, for the, to watch somebody die than it is to be the one who dies. If somebody ends up dying in that ring, then. If in the underground world, they're just going to you know, find a place to dump the body. They sure as hell aren't going to call the cops. And so if that body disappears, then you've got a missing persons report. But that, if they don't ever find it and they don't find out about the fight club, then of course you're never going to hear about the damn fight club. It's totally underground. But if it was legal, then the, all the participants would be on, you know, at least some, somewhat on the up and up. They would, you know, they would know where they were going. They would know who they were dealing with. They would know what they were getting into. I'm not saying it would be less violent, the underground fight club arena. How could that be less I think, violent? I think but it would be less shifty. I think some prohibitions uh, you know, have some advantage, inherent advantages to them. 800-259-9231. It's, uh, it's been a while since we've heard your fascist tendencies coming out on this show, Mark. But uh, <laughs> You're the no. one who wants, uh, you know, to, wants to, to have kids having sex with adults. And people fighting with one another. Whatever. People can consent. Oh, I think that, I think that people should be able to uh, consent to uh, you know, uh, fight to the death if they feel like it. Right. And you're going to decide what people can and can't do because you are the boss, right? More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Mark owns you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like uh, the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go and become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in three bucks a month, and we take it in and get on more radio stations with that money. We uh, reach out to, to new stations and uh, get more what they call clears in the business, where Free Talk Live clears in a new marketplace. Uh, and so we're expecting a new one actually soon, sometime in I think or sometime very soon in Washington State. Can't say anything more than that at this point, though. Uh, of course, the Amplifier program does more than that. It also brings more Internet listeners on board with the show, and you get perks too, like access to the AMP-only chat room, the AMP-only uh, call-in lines, as well as the forum. Go and get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, Emily is on the line, calling from the West Coast. Hello, Emily. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, certainly, um, I'm not going to deal with the previous subject, not right now, but um, I'm a techie um, in Silicon Valley in San Jose. Okay. And I'm a retired school teacher, and I have a website which is investigative in nature because my graduate work was in problem and um, conflict analysis. All right. And I think that the people in the world need to understand something that's going on with NASA and NASA websites and What's with going NASA on? Ph- photography. Um, in the last 
six months, what has been called to my attention was the figure of a woman that was called a statue. It was called a woman trying to kill a snake. It was called a lot of things on a rover photograph that was taken by NASA. And I, at that point, I began to take an interest in the way that NASA processes their photographs. And if you look at the NASA Phoenix website... NASA what Phoenix? You, Phoenix, yeah. Okay. What you see is the sorriest collection of half-assed photos you've ever seen in your life. Uh, an, a 19th century daguerreotype okay. is a better quality than anything that the Phoenix has been doing. And I was just totally amazed. Okay, so I began learning how to use my own... I just have a PC like everybody else. I just have a, um, a photo processor called GIMP, okay? I don't have anything fancy. I'm just a teacher. I'm just a mom. I'm a techie. I have kind of a, a technical gift. Okay. So I began stripping the color out of the NASA photographs. And what NASA uses as color is about 16% red and about 8% green and no blue whatsoever uh, in all their photographs, the NASA and JPL. And what these are mean? Mars photos, right? These are Mars photos. They I'm do just... call it the red planet. Well, but it isn't. It isn't, and that's what I'm getting to. Okay. It isn't a red planet. Hmm. It does have an atmosphere. It does have seasons. And I have about a 1,000 of their photographs now in four directories. I have recolored probably... 15, 20% of them. Well, you must have found, uh, you know, discovered something. Tell, tell us well, what you've I, every discovered. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day I discover that the NASA photographs are deliberately altered to conceal the actual real details, that there are people, animals, <laughs> gardens, vehicles, Cities, uh, all of that's I, on uh, on, on that's Mars. All that's on huh? Mars. It's been on Mars the whole time. I Can have, you see, I, mean, is I it? have three. Um, uh, it looks like they look like Google Maps. They're they're total cities. One of them is the shape of San Francisco. Another is there one is any chance that we could? I mean, uh, could, could one see cities on Mars from Earth? I mean, that, in, no, 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 no. These are even the uh, biggest satellite photos. Right. Okay. But even and the biggest so, telescopes wouldn't be able to see these cities. Well, the uh, yeah, uh, the Hubble would, except that Hubble photographs of Mars have never been allowed to be distributed. For the same reason, it's all part of the the same vast conspiracy. The uh, the NASA. Well, it's the same. Okay, it's a philosophical stance. Okay, that our that the globalists have taken in order not to have to experience accountability by the people. Wait, I don't understand. Accountability for what? Well, how about consecutive wars, war crimes, crimes against humanity? But wait, what's that have torture, to do with the? Wait, genocide? hold on, hold on now. What's that have to do with NASA or with the Mars being populated? That's why I'm calling you, baby. Yes, because there's a connection. All right, draw it all together for me. There's Go a ahead. connection. The, the NASA's. Fact and you and you can also go to the SETI S E T I the search for uh, intelligent life. The whole conspiracy, the whole claim that we are all the life that exists in the solar system is the same that the Pope made prior to Copernicus. Okay. 
Copernicus is the one that dis- discovered that uh, the Earth moves around the sun, not the sun moving around the Earth. Wasn't that Galileo? Um, well, in, in those days, everybody thought that the Earth was the center of the creation and everything else was around it. Yeah. The scientific materialist philosophy is we are all that exists and we haven't found any other life around us yet. Therefore, we can do what we want. Which Seems like a stretch. So it's the same of uh, the same position of absolute sovereignty of might makes right as the pope during the Middle Ages. So you're saying that the government people would somehow lose face if other people on, on Earth knew there was Absolutely. population on Mars? I, Absolutely. It really doesn't really make sense to me. Well, if once you see their lifestyle and once you see how they how they live there, the Mars lifestyle. The Mar- and, and on, how do you this, know what the Mars lifestyle is like? Well, you- having looked at about a thousand Mars photos and recolored them so that I could actually see the details in them. How is it that recoloring a photo is going to reveal a city? I mean, this is a barren wasteland. Really? See, but you see. What's your website? Let me see your pictures. I want to see your pictures. It is not a barren wasteland. The website is www.abide, abide, miracles, M-I-R-A-C-L-E-S, dot com. And you're saying that on your website you have pictures of... On the blog. On the blog every day for the last couple of weeks, or just about every other day, I have Mars photos that I have recolored. And let me explain to you how coloring obliterates detail. Nothing that is blue will ever show up because they do not put any blue in their color mix. Okay. The other thing they do is they disrupt and twist the scale of the photograph by altering the relationship between the height and the width of the photograph. I got to say, you are. Uh, I'm looking at these photos right now. I got to say, it's quite a stretch. It's, it's a stretch. Quite a stretch. Well, you're, you go ahead and let's just all take them one at a time. I don't know if we have time for that. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. We don't. We have two minutes now. You have two minutes? Yeah, I don't think we have time for that. Don't believe NASA. I I don't believe NASA. I mean, they're a government agency. I mean, that, as far, you had me that far, like NASA, government agency, certainly uh, governments lie. That's what governments do. Uh, But to suggest that there are buildings and you're showing evidence of buildings in these photos, no, I don't don't see that. The the pictures look different. They're all there. Just look at them. Okay? Don't believe me. I'm not asking you to believe me. Yeah. I'm going to keep putting them up there. I'm going to keep putting them up and putting them up and putting them up. Just out of curiosity, I, did we visit the moon? I, there's no way to know. Just, you there's just don't know. no way to know because the pictures that were taken of that, quote, moon landing were taken on a soundstage somewhere in Arizona. <laughs> so we might have gone to the moon. I have pictures of people walking around on so, the moon, but not necessarily at the time and in the way that NASA says so. Do you think that the Jews are involved in this cover-up in any way? Um, the Zionist faction, the Jews are not monolithic. The Jews have a Zionist faction which believe in the absolute sovereignty of Israel over the rest of the planet. The non-Zionist Jews have no such interest. They're still in diaspora. So if these uh, rich and powerful men that have been in control for uh, a couple, at least a couple thousand years now um, you know, believe that Israel should be in charge of the whole world, how come it's not? 
because they their minds have been taken over by the Orion group, the Anunnaki faction um, of, of higher dimensionality. Anunnaki, yeah, Anunnaki is where we got the Egyptian hierarchy, the um, Assyrian hierarchy, the Greek hierarchy, the Roman hierarchy. Is it possible, Emily, that you're just nuts, that you've just gone off the deep end? Uh, I'm sure you wish that were so. Is it I, possible? I don't wish That's anything. All. I, don't, I, just, I, I don't, know but, I'm not. I'm just asking you, man, because I'm I looking at a bunch I'm of not, pictures I'm of a wasteland, and you're telling me there's buildings and people there. I'm sorry, there sweetie. You? Thank you for the call. Hour number two. Her website, by the way, AbideMiracles.com. Go and see for yourself. Hour two's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized the contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Uh, we talked to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John, New Hampshire, going once. Hello. Hey, John. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, I uh, I called on a, a on a different topic, but I have to respond to your your topic uh, with the children uh, child molestation and all. Oh, that. I thought you wanted to respond to the crazy lady that thought that thinks that people are living on Mars. Well, that, that I'll, I'll respond to that in a, on, on a different <laughs> night because I need to gather my thoughts on that. <laughs> all right. But it was easy. The the other conversation, you know, I, I thought I was tuned into the. To, to a conversation at the United Nations, talking about the children stuff, uh, you know, you know about the story with these United Nations people. They do this all over the world, and whether it's legal, illegal, I don't know. I didn't call to debate that. When you it say they reminded, do this, it just you... reminded me of this is the stuff that these United Nations people do. They have sex with children all over the world. They do it for food. They do it for whatever various reasons. They it's true. Of people. We haven't actually covered that story, but I do have it somewhere in my pile, uh, my digital Ian, pile of show prep. You know that I'm not a guy that gets mad very easy, very easily. I, I was boiling listening to that conversation, and I was just saying, can we please just move on? I thought I was going to have a little bit of a laugh at least and talk about the Surgeon General's funny hat. Now, I grew up in the Surgeon General, and it's not totally funny, the Surgeon General of the United States, he talks about health things. You know, he's got the Surgeon General's warning on yeah. a pack of cigarettes or a bottle of alcohol. Or all right. that. This comes from the Surgeon General. 
and I remember C. Everett Coop or whatever, even at a, you know, that was... The, he's the only one I've ever, I can ever remember. I mean, Jocelyn Elvis. Right, he's the most, he, okay. he, he's the one that made the office famous because he had a public face. But don't you remember, Mark, that this guy had a funny suit? He was supposed to be a surgeon. I, he was dressed like he's in the navy or something. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you're right. But it, um, you know, as a kid, that? I just expected the. You know, like it was surgeon general was just a title, and it didn't even really mean anything yeah. to me. To me, it was like if the guy's a surgeon, what the hell is he dressed like he's in the navy for? I don't think yeah, you have to be a surgeon. Up, then he looked like that. You might want to fire that guy on the spot. But I, but but I just saw a headline or the front page of the union leader. I walked past it the other day, and 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 the comment. Surgeon General was visiting New Hampshire to, you know, do whatever stupid stuff the federal government would do, talk to children about health that their parents ought to mm-hmm. you know, just be a, a normal course of growing up and, you know, have a healthy lifestyle. But there was a picture on the front page above the fold of this guy in the funny hat that looks like he's in the Navy. And I said, what is C. Everett Coop back or something? Well, isn't, anyway, isn't the Surgeon General the highest rank of a medical officer in the U.S. military? Or does it have to be a civilian uh, doctor? I'm not quite sure. I do know this because I just I only poked around a little bit. You know, I'm not a big internet guy. I poked around a little bit. Did go to Wikipedia. There's a certain thing called the um, uniformed corps or something like this. Hmm. This guy has his own little army. He's he's like appointed by the president and approved by the Senate. And I just wonder what kind of what what the hell is going on when we've got a health administration? I'm confused. He has an army to do what? Well, I'm just I'm just thinking that that he's he's a uniformed he's a, he's up there with the uh, you know like the Department of Department of Homeland Security mm-hmm. or whatever. He's he's an official officer with like bars and stripes and stuff. I thought it was just some old Interesting. kook that had that on. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. It's very strange. I didn't realize now, it was... Just, so you're just, saying it's uh, a military position? Not not military in that, but it's a, certainly an executive office where he's allowed to, you know... It's just not like they allow one kook to walk around with his old gear on and all that. This is apparently a standard thing. I mean, I, I remember coop, and that was from... You know, twenty, twenty-five years ago or something. Here's this guy today who does it. Probably everybody in between does this. They're walking around with stars and bars on and stuff. And they're talking about health. Well, you know, the, you know how the government people are. They like their funny hats, as you say, and they like their uniforms and they like their badges and they like to be perceived as having this uh, concept of authority. So inevitably, yeah, the you know Surgeon at General. Point, at, at some point. The funny hats get a little bit ridiculous, and maybe they're doing us a big favor by doing this because it becomes ridiculous. Well, maybe you're right about that, John. The guy that was the Rehnquist dude that was the chief justice of the Supreme Court at one point, he's got that big fancy black robe, but they wear that big black dress. I've got a black robe now, by the way, John. I've got a black robe, and I'm going to wear it to Russell Canning's trial next week. That'll be fun. I have a court jester hat also that maybe I'll wear. (laughs) Hey, that'll be awesome, man. It's happening on uh, Tuesday. Rehnquist actually sold big gold Stripes on the arms of Did his he really? black robe. And there was a, I, I recall a story that said, you know, it was just a personal decision of his to sew him on. Maybe he wants to elevate his legal, you know, the 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 the, the yeah. legal land thing. Maybe sure. he wants to get. You know, he's doing those three gold bars. On he wants thing. to be seen as special. And Maybe John, thank you, sir, for the call tonight. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. The government people want uh, to continue 
fooling people into believing they actually are somehow better people, that uh, the government people are, uh, you know, were born better than you and I. But that's not true. No, I, I, you know, they're not. Uh, they're essentially just a big gang, a big successful gang that uh, happens to be in charge. So I'm going to wear a robe to, uh, to court next week, Mark. <laughs> a la the, the yippies. What, yip, someone's already done this, you mean? This oh, is an old on. idea? You haven't heard this? No. What, okay. what is this? Yeah, the, uh, the yippies, uh, Abby Hoffman being one of them, uh, did oh, this okay. their, in their trial before you were, well before you were born. Yeah. And uh, I guess uh, the four defendants wore uh, judges' robes. Nice. Yeah, How'd fine. that go for them? Um, well, it got them uh, coverage, press coverage. Oh, so they didn't get thrown in jail or anything like that for it? I don't think so, no. Um, you should call the press uh, ahead of time when you go. Call the pr- Oh, really? You yeah, think? sure. They want to take pictures of that. Yeah, they'll want to see that. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Frank. Frank, New York. Doing tonight? Good, What's sir? on your mind? How are you doing? I want to wish everyone a happy 4th of July. It's actually Independence Day, not the 4th of July, but it's a common mistake, Frank. Go ahead. Well, that's all right. It will be the 4th of July pretty soon, so I'm wishing you guys a very happy 4th of July. Great. Uh, yeah, I think in great spirit of libertarian philosophy that we should celebrate the 4th of July by allowing same-sex marriages throughout the United States. And among consenting adults, that is. We want to be very specific about that. Why can't I marry an, uh, a 17-year-old? Uh, because in many states, uh, the age of consent is 18 or 21. So If know, the age to... of consent is 16 for sexual activity in a state, should, that, should I be able to marry a 16-year-old or well, just have sex? Well, that's why I would use the term consenting adults under the law. So you okay. have to make that... Decision. So a 16-year-old can decide to spread her legs, but she can't decide to uh, consent to a marriage. That's what well, you're I'm saying. not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, as Jesus said on the uh, South Park episode. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, you guys really, when I, I couldn't believe you guys tonight. You went over the line. I was thinking, what goodness, line? goodness, goodness. There is no line on this show, my friend. <laughs> yeah, the, the, if, if, if you told Ian there was a line on this show, he would... He Cross would, it immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Frank, on the same sex thing. I think that if there's going to be marriage, then uh, then people who are of the same sex should be able to get married. If they wanted their little government paper well, paperwork, they should be able to get some government have... paperwork. Though I think the true solution is to get the government the hell out of all marriages and then just leave it be up to the two individuals in whatever church they decide to go to. Yeah, but then you'll get into a lot of the problems we have now, in a sense. I mean, Why the is funny that? thing is, marriage was always regulated by no, it wasn't the, by the what would be considered quote unquote the government or the sovereign. I don't believe that to be the case. I, from what I understand, and they came up with. Part of hold on, part man. Of I, from what yeah. I understand, they made up the whole marriage license thing in the 1800s uh, to keep blacks away from whites. I don't know about that, but I do know this, that up until the uh, uh, 15th century, most people, unless they were nobles in Western Europe, had common law marriages, meaning they just married. It yeah, that should be then. enough. And that's all that it I... It basically set up so that people could inherit property. Thank you call, uh, for the call tonight, Frank. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Look, I don't want to get the government involved in my love life. I don't see why anyone would want to get a government marriage license. Whether you're heterosexual or homosexual or asexual or whatever your deal is. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, those features, by the way, include archives. So if you missed a moment of the show, just go click and download right there from the front page of the website. An entire year's worth of archives are totally free at freetalklive.com. Travel less. You can meet online. Try WebEx for free. Go to WebEx.com. That's W-E-B-E-X.com and enter promo code 600 um, to start your free trial. That's WebEx.com. Promo code 600. That's 600. You can uh, get your free trial today, and they have a, a free webcam that you can uh, pick up, too. WebEx.com. We continue with your calls and talk to Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Stephen. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, guns are the subject of discussion at work again today. Okay. And uh, this this guy that I know, uh, he's actually a nice guy. He's a neocon, though. Mm. Uh, he um, he thinks that it's legitimate for the government to make sure that people are qualified to own guns. Oh boy. Uh, you know, you have to be able to. You have to know where the safety is. You have to know the nomenclature of the gun, and you have to be able to at least hit uh, a. a relatively close target uh, a few times out of a few times, you know, seven out of ten times or something like that. The reason is, the, the reason, and he said, now if this was a hundred years ago, you wouldn't have to do this. The reason uh, being? Because every, everybody knew that, everybody knew how to use a gun. But now because <laughs> of city people, uh, many people, you know, in fact, he said most people grow up never, you know, not being around guns and thus don't know anything about them, uh, thus aren't frightened by them, and therefore they're a danger to him. So the government needs to step in, by golly, and well, make sure that people know how to shoot their guns. When you say legitimate, here's, the, here's my question on that. Is I can see that I can see what he's saying. He's saying that uh, society has evolved, and uh, therefore it's uh, you know reasons for governing and um, ways of governing have evolved. But don't yeah. you think it's wrong for us to operate um, on a constitution that says that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, and then infringe the right to keep and bear arms? I mean, shouldn't if this is true and the public really wants this, shouldn't they go through the process of amending the constitution to say um, that? Uh, Why gun- do that? You don't have to amend the Constitution. You just do whatever. But, but don't That's you think they, they should? Now, oh, you're, this is a question for him. You're proposing that Stephen ask this question of the neocon? Right. I mean, oh, okay. you know, we have a Constitution. It's the rules that the government should uh, claim that they operate by. They teach our kids about the Constitution in the school. They say, this is our uh, founding document and la, la, la. Shouldn't they amend the Constitution if what you're That's saying is, that is, in fact, legitimate? Because otherwise you they're know, operating and- illegitimately to me. Right, and and I've I've asked him things like that before, uh, and in fact I've used that very argument with him before, and he says, well, they've already violated the Constitution <laughs> on so many other things. That's what he says. That's that's what he says. I, absolutely true, but <laughs> I mean, doesn't it seem illegitimate <laughs> um, yeah. the, that the, the the gang is violating their own set of rules? I mean, right, I, yeah. clearly, but if, if this is the highest, the Constitution's the highest law in the land, what do I have to look to when I'm dealing with the government and then they're lying on their founding document? 
about you know. Well, I guess you have to look to the Miller case, don't you? <laughs> I, I, and, and so that now every uh, every citizen, rather than having one document that's a few pages long, um, plus the Bill of Rights, uh, you know, they can look at that that's written in plain English. Now you have to go to and you know you have to know all this case law, and this right, is the exactly. way our justice system has been stolen from us. Is the yeah. lawyers, whether they're in black robes or the ones standing on the other side of the bench, have managed to hijack our judicial system. Um, justice is a commodity that uh, everybody wants. Everybody wants to have justice in their world in the same way that they want commodities like that are sold at Walmart. But it's like Walmart has, uh, you know, it's in it's the, the Walmart of justice has set up a system where you have to hire a professional shopper because you are too incompetent and too un, in, un, unable to go and just do your regular shopping for justice. So they've managed to, to corner this market. I think that the well, fact that this guy is responding in the way that you're saying he is, that you know you corner him with the constitutional argument and he just says, well, they violated the Constitution before, so this is just another violation, it's no thing, yeah. really just goes to show that you know falling back on the Constitution is not something that we as principled pro-liberty people can do. I understand that, Mark, you were simply making the point because you would hope it would you know, click a, flip a switch in his head, get him to uh, you know, clue in to what's going on that here. This but, is, in fact, a violent gang. But, that will do whatever the hell it wants. But it's clear that right. they have accepted that it's a violent gang and that they've embraced that it's a violent gang. After all, that's why they're neocons, right? They've got their vision of what society should be, and they don't give a damn what the, the Constitution says. It's a GD piece of paper to them, and that's right. it. You know, argument over. So at that point, then, all you really, um, you know, the issue really is, what are you going to do to me if I don't want to take your little training classes? Right. Well, and then speaking from a purely utilitarian point of view, you know, never minding the const- the very good constitutional arguments. Speaking from a purely utilitarian point of view, it, it what it reminded me of it reminded me of surveys that I'd seen done where they say, look, if the government gave away crack for free, uh, would you take crack? And something like ninety five percent of people say no, and then they say, well, do you think your neighbor would take crack? And eighty five percent say yes. Yes. I yep. think that that is very similar to this. He trusts himself with a gun. He doesn't trust me with a gun. He doesn't right. trust you with a gun. And the absurdity of this is he's ignoring reality. I mean, yeah, it's easy to go out and buy a gun if you want a gun, but how many people get it into their head, people who've never touched a gun before in their lives, let's say, you know, former liberal or whatever decides they need a gun for protection, how many sure. of those people actually go out, buy the gun, and then that's that? I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe for a moment that someone who would uh, would have been afraid of a gun, someone who would have had a, a fear of guns, who decide to go out and buy a gun for themselves, would have no interest whatsoever in at least learning the basics of how to use it. I mean, come right. on! What exactly. you're going to spend hundreds of because guns aren't cheap. You're going to spend hundreds of your hard-earned dollars to just you know get a big piece of metal and carry it around with you. You don't know how to use that thing if you just buy it and throw it in your purse. You've got to go to the gun range. You've got to you know understand the safety those are all things that people who buy guns want to do naturally what he's proposing is some sort of governmental bureaucracy some new office of gun control or gun approval policy to be created in order to oversee all of this and suck more money from people that's what he's proposing not to mention that they'll abuse yes. their power once they get it sure well, i mean well he also uh he, I said, well, I don't think the government should be in any position like that. I really was not in the mood to argue with the guy, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but I thought about it later. But uh, it, anyway, yeah, I said, you know, the government should not be in the position of telling me that I'm qualified to have a gun. And he said, oh, no, I'm not suggesting the government do it. I'm suggesting the government lay down the law 
that you have to go to this expert and have this expert. And, of course, this expert will be certified by who? By the, the government. government. Right. Government-instituted yeah. monopoly. Yes. Yep. Wow. Great call, man. Anything else on your mind? That's it. Well, except for the, uh, I guess we found a replacement for Paula if she ever decides to go away. That, uh, the Mars lady. <laughs> yeah, the Mars lady who called last hour for anyone that's just tuning in. Uh, you can grab the archives later at freetalklive.com and hear great. it. But, but she was alleging that uh, she believed there was life on Mars. She and, had photographic proof. And that she had proof of it. We looked at the photos and it's... Uh, What's the website again? Yeah, I looked at them too. I typed the oh, website man. in as she was saying Abide it because I had to see this. Yeah, what was it? Abide? Yeah, AbideMiracles.com. It is, of course, another one of those rambling, mad blogs that covers everything from, you know, 9-11 to the aliens and, you know, everything in between. Hey, thanks for the call, Stephen. Keep us in the loop on your interactions with the neocon at work. 800-259-9231. Always interesting to uh, to listen to them justify tyranny, isn't it? Oh, well, they've already been tyrannical, so who cares? Let's just be more tyrannical. Precedent and all. More coming up. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us, including the wiki. Over 1,700 pages have been created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. You can change virtually anything that you see there. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. And if uh, you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, whatever it is you're, uh, that you're buying in over 41 categories, brand new, used items even. Anything you load up in your shopping cart, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. We continue with your calls about what you want. It's George, normally in D.C., but in uh, apparently on vacay in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live on the amp line. Hello, George. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I want to talk about my vacation, uh, good corporations or bad corporations, and... Uh, Keeping a positive attitude here. All right. Fight it off. Hit it. All right. Well, let's see. Naturally, I'm in Miami here, and um, I flew in on a like United and then Continental. Like I had to connect in Orlando. Anyway, Continental falls into a bad thing, corporation, because get this: I I get off the plane, I go to the bathroom, I reach my pocket for my cell phone. I'm like, oh crap! I left my cell phone on the plane. I go back to the gate. Mm-hmm. They did not let me get on the plane. And then they said the cell phone's not there. But I know it was there because on that flight between Orlando and um, Miami, it's, this was a little Beechcraft flying John Deere with wings, by the mm-hmm. way. Okay. <laughs> and I was the last one off, and I took a picture of myself on that flight before it took off mm-hmm. from Orlando. So I know that phone was there. And so, But they wouldn't let me go on, and then they said they couldn't find it. Wow. So obviously, one of their employees, their cleaners, must have took that shit. What kind of a phone? We can't let you get away with that, but uh, thank you for the call. Uh, I was going to ask what kind of phone it was. Well, obviously, the kind of... It sounded like it was a a wealthy kind of nice phone. It takes pictures, if nothing else, but then again, everything takes pictures now. 
Yep, says, you know, sorry, George. We all got to follow the rules. Yep. I did it once. We like George. Yeah, what are you going to do? He'll call back sometime. All I'm right, sure 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls as we go to Richard in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Richard. Hello, how are you? Richard, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, man, I wanted to tell a, a story. Um, about a year ago, I was up in uh, Pennsylvania where I came from, and... Uh, kind of a harsh horror story about the police uh Uh-oh. i was driving home from uh, a morning run to mcdonald's to get a uh, quick breakfast and uh as i came up my hill i pulled into my driveway and i noticed behind me the cop had pulled into my driveway as well that's not a good sign no not at all his lights were on and i went to get out of my car and he immediately screamed at me and pulled his gun on me Jeez. and told me to get back in the car. And so I got back in the car. But thinking back to that, that, to that day, I was extremely upset. You know, and I just wanted to share it with everyone. What was he pulling you over for? Uh, he claimed that I uh, had not turned my turn signal on into my driveway. And that's why he's pulling a gun on you? Yes. It was a, it was a minor traffic violation, and he pulled a gun on me because I got out of the car on my own land to my own house. Where, uh, where where in Maryland are you? Are you in Baltimore? No, no. This was when I was in Pennsylvania. I was in the Harrisburg area, and there I used to live up there. And this was about a year ago. How is that? But, I mean, how would a cop? I mean, I know we have law enforcement officers that listen to the show. And if you're listening live tonight, please call in. Could could you explain that to me? Why it would be justified to pull a gun on somebody who's just getting out of his car? I mean, I understand if you made some sort of motion to, you know, look like you were going to pull a gun, I could understand, like, you know, taking some evasive action or something at that point. But just getting out of the car after you pulled over? Well, you know, the the, the thing was, it was on my land. It was on my property that I got out of the car. Yeah. It wasn't like I was on the side of the highway or something like that where I could understand it a little bit more. But it was on my property. I had every right to get out of my car. And, and every reason and, and every reason to get out of your car. Obviously, that's Absolutely. what you were going to do. Yeah, Absolutely sick. I'm sorry to hear yeah. that happen to you. How long ago was this? This was about a year ago. It was just something that I was thinking about the other day when I heard your show. And I was you know, thinking back to it and how disgusted I was with what? it. What was I wasn't his... disgusted at the time because I wasn't really you know, in tune with everything that was going on. But thinking back to it on how he pulled a gun on me because I got out of my car in my own driveway. Sick. It's sick, man. I mean, it, it, that's just disgusting. What was his attitude like? I mean, after you got back in the car, was he still really gruff and authoritarian or did he c- calm down a little bit? Well, he ended up letting me off, but I—I I mean, I don't know, you know, what the details were. It was just he was extremely rude when, you know, the whole thing happened and stuff like that. I don't know if he was worried that I was gonna, you know, run away or pull a gun on him or something like that. I'm not sure what his attitude was like when, you know, when I got back in the car and stuff, and he came up to me. He was fairly nice, but at the time when I got, I—I I just don't understand why that would need to happen at all. I believe that is unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, I, from what I understand, the police have to respond with a uh, equivalent amount of force to what they're facing. You aren't threatening the officer in any way, shape, or form, so there's no reason whatsoever to pull a gun on you. I mean, it's that's out of control. I, I mean, <laughs> did you thank him for not killing you before he went away? Thanks, officer, for not shooting me dead because I you got know, out I of really- my car. I really didn't think about it at the time, but no, I wasn't. You know, I'm not. I'm not serious that, about that. It might just yeah, piss him I, off I, even more. I would have been, you know, thinking back. 
if that would happen to me now, I would be extremely upset, and there would definitely be something happening other than that. But, you know, just thinking back to it now, I just wanted to share it with everyone just to show how authoritarian that the police are and, yep. you know, stuff like that. And, so. and you know, what would have happened if you'd actually gone and done something about it? I mean, could you have gone to the police department and uh, registered some sort of complaint? Uh, would that have actually resulted in any significant changes? Would it have resulted Probably in... Probably not. No, I mean, would he even get chewed out for it? That doesn't even seem likely. I mean, there's Probably there's no not. accountability here whatsoever. These men can pull guns on people who are totally innocent, who are nonviolent, with impunity. They can totally get away with it, and it probably didn't even cross your mind to go to the police department, right, and, and no, complain. Yeah, no, and that's really the, the idea. Yeah, not at the time. They they want right. a bunch of sheep that are just going to respond, um, you know, exactly as they want them to, and that's that's part of the whole reason for the gun pulling in the first place is to to establish dominance. Mm -hmm. I mean, instead of humping your leg, he pulled a gun on you. <laughs> I think I'd rather have a cop hump my leg. I mean, <laughs> at least I'm not going to die from that. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for well, the call, sir, thank tonight. Thank you for letting me share. Yeah, no problem. We appreciate hearing from you, Richard. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I would love to hear from another law enforcement officer on this. Are they teaching this at Law Enforcement Academy? No, they can't be. I don't That's know, That's crazy man. talk. I don't know. Remember that one story about the uh, Law Enforcement Academy graduation uh, ceremony where they came up with a little tagline to go along with their... Uh, to go along with their ceremony, the tagline was, and I'm paraphrasing here, was to go out and cause PTSD. What? The law enforcement, there was a law enforcement academy, this was in the la within the last year, and I don't remember where it was, but they, uh, the graduating class, for their graduation, they had to come up with a little commencement thing or whatever, uh -huh. they had to have a little slogan for their class, Right. go out and cause PTSD. Hmm. That's what they want to do to you. Nice. It's not, it's not protect and serve. It's not protect the populace. It's not protect you from criminals. It's to cause PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder, in case you didn't know. Yeah. 800-259-9231. We continue with Dave calling from Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, dude. What's on your mind? I got a good story, good and a good ending and everything. At 9 o'clock this morning, I get a call from my son's mom, and her house got broke into, and mm, somebody no. stole my kid's 360X box, uh -oh. right? So I don't got the paperwork on it, but I remember that we sent it in about seven months ago to get it fixed, so I call up the joint, and I got it. All of a sudden, I'm talking to uh, South America because <laughs> of outsourcing and everything. Uh -huh. So they give me the serial number, so I start looking at, they refile the report for the cops and everything. Within two hours after I got the, the serial number, I found it. I started calling every I want to find out where you found it. Hang on, Dave. We'll bring you back. Uh, maybe one of the pawn shops. Uh, we'll find yeah. out here. Hang on. 800-259-9231. Now, why would someone steal an Xbox 360 and take it to the pawn shop in the first place? Figure that out, too. Here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. 
join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And are you remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Well, now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S dot com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more. At internobs.com. As we continue, Dave in Montana telling us about his... Was it your son that had his uh, Xbox 360 stolen? Yeah, that's right. And, and uh, uh, you got wind of the, the theft, and you immediately uh, started to uh, do a little bit of uh, checking. Yeah, I, I got, had to get the serial number, right? So all 360s had to get sent back to get fixed for some reason. Mm. But they sent us a brand new one. <clears throat> so I didn't have the serial number, so I had to call up the place where I got it fixed at. And they connected me to a hub that was in South America because I couldn't really understand the people on the other end of the line. So they got me the supervisor so I could talk to somebody. <laughs> okay. And then it was so funny that I had to get information from South America to find something in Montana. I really <laughs> thought that was funny. But well, anyway, what stuck out to me, and I, I don't want to down the cops in uh, in Montana there, but what stuck out to me is I had something stolen. I had my my motor scooter stolen when I was fifteen or something like that, and. It wasn't the police that found it. You know, you, you fill out all this paperwork, the police report. You wait around for hours for these well, guys. Yeah, you get the pictures, the, social, the, 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 the secure, these numbers, the serial numbers to the police. And you imagine, bam, they hit the ground running. They're, they're, they're checking all the pawn shops. It was just at a pawn shop. You called up a pawn shop. You found well, yeah, it, it yourself. You know, I live in a small town, so there's only about 20 pawn shops. So I just started calling, started calling. I Halfway through the list, I hit paid dirt the lady got it well she couldn't tell me she said i can't tell you that i got it but i could tell you to call the officer you made the report to to call me blah 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 blah. and then with all the bureaucracy we got to wait 30 days to get it back what god that's <laughs> crazy now out it, it was a, one of his friend's friend that's, that did it or oh, something then the stupid kid Used his ID because you got to show your ID to get money from the pawn shop. Right. <laughs> the, the stupid kid, they, they're idiots, man. <laughs> How old are these kids? 17 or something like that. All right. 16. So, what do we have any the idea? One, so, they had to find a friend that was 18 or something to go get, and, and the idiot used his license to, so they nabbed him and everything. So, now we got to watch out for retaliation. That's all. <laughs> So these kids, I mean, what do you think they were using the money for, Dave? Oh, I don't know. What do you know what kids are using money for? They... Odds are good it was some sort of drugs. I mean, that's one of the one of the primary reasons why theft happens, why people have uh, video game systems stolen, things like that. It's usually because the thief is looking for a fix of some sort, and he spotted, uh, you know, at one point he'd maybe come over there and spotted the Xbox and remembered it and went over and, and snatched well, it. Think... just the word spread, and they know that she works all day, you know, and he's over here so a lot of the times, and, uh, yeah. you know. I think when you're talking about young people, um, that they're still experimenting with life to some extent, and they haven't, you know, like some... Uh, with drugs, especially males, are going to uh, you know want to find out does this stealing system work? Because it sure beats the hell out of working until you get caught. And 
you, I, I think that you're not always talking about drug addicts when you're talking about 16-year-old boys. I'd say nine times out of ten, if you're talking about a theft, you're talking about a drug addict. I don't know. Well, I just wanted to get across that uh, I think it's a bit like this world's getting so dang small. I, I hear something was stolen in Montana, and I'm getting information from somebody in South America. How about that? And then... Just by doing a little checking and having the right numbers, so everybody, I'm, you know, you should write down your serial numbers for sure. You know, if you and then there you and, go. Just, and just a little energy going after things, you got it. But then you got to wait for the bureaucracy. What is a thirty-day thing about? You said you have to I wait. I don't 30... know because they want to, you know, investigate. They want to, you know, They're get the guy. They got to have it for evidence and this and that. Blah 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 blah. But, I mean, can't they take pictures of it? I mean, everybody knows what yeah, an Xbox right. they, they 360 know is. Happened. They know there they could take a picture, like you say. Or what so, is it that know? happens to the poor pawn shop owner? I mean, he's out. What? what how do they get? Do they get reimbursed somehow for this? Because yeah, right. They get ripped off. They what? Well, they probably paid a hundred bucks for it. Or well, probably. That's, it, that's it, all you could get. It'll be in the restitution, I would hope. Oh, from the from the criminal. Okay, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, if, if they're doing restitution, which they do do from time to time. They do, so. you know, with uh, thefts. All right, good. Hey, hey Dave. Idiot. The the thing is worth like, what uh, what's an Xbox worth? Uh, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, a couple hundred. What is that? A felony? I have no idea. I think I it's like over two fifty or something. They well, call it a felony. Or it depends on the state. Whatever it is, let they us know what even... happens, uh, Dave. When it, you know, let us know when you get this back and uh, if they actually end up paying. Uh, you know, if the uh, the pawn shop owner you know gets restitution. They got to throw. It's Fourth of July too, so there it is. You know. <laughs> And probably some cop will be mad at me for doing all the work, so he can't just go to pawn shop to pawn shop all day. You know. <laughs> I don't think they do. That's that nah. was the point that I was trying to make. Is I just don't think they do the investigations um, like this because no. I'll tell What's you, their when motivation? it came to my, came to my scooter, came to my scooter, it was just around a few houses around there. My dad drove around and found the damn the darn thing yep. and. That's right, man. You get a father pissed off. Watch out. Oh, yeah. You'd be on it 24-7 if you had the time for it. Thank you, Dave, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you in the story as well. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. If the cops had the proper incentives, then they'd be better. They'd be Johnny on the spot with these things as they should be, but they don't have those incentives because they don't have customers. They just have subjects, people that that money is extracted from via property taxes in most places. And the cops get the money every single year. In fact, it usually goes up every year. They get money regardless of how well they perform. Whether or not they find the scooter or the Xbox or the rapist or the arsonist or the murderer, whether or they not do, they, they find those yeah, things. They don't find them, uh, you know, a, a good percentage of the time they don't find these people. And But you can be sure they gave out, uh, you know, 10 or 20 tickets today and hassled some kids about smoking pot or uh, yeah. drinking because those are revenue generation. They get, they get money from the tickets. They get yep. money from the pot smokers. They don't get money from finding your Xbox. Let's talk to Harvey, also listening on KGEZ in Montana. Hello, Harvey. This is Swampy. Swampy, listening on KGEZ. Yeah. What's What's on your mind, Swampy? Uh, uh, by the way, Dave's a friend of mine. He uh, just talk. He just talked with. Uh, we're radio friends. We never met, but oh. we we I uh, hear him and he hears me uh, <laughs> a lot on uh, John Stokes uh, on the Edge here in Kalispell, Montana. That's your uh, your midday our, show. Our John John is the owner of the station. station. Yes. Yeah, we love him. Um, you know, and I'm talking about the same thing that Dave was, really. Uh, I did, hadn't really thought about it until Dave brought it up, but when I was, uh, I'm almost 60. Uh, when I was about 13, I guess it was 1962, probably, um, I had a, uh, uh, I honored a policeman uh, as well, and I'm, I still do. 
but I, I now I have a different I, different view about it because I realize that they're just human. They they weren't the superior, um, honorable, all of them, uh, almost immortal and fearful too uh, people that I thought when I was a kid. Well, that's what they would uh, like you to believe. Had, there was a. Um, my my buddies, you know, we were. I was about thirteen, like I say, and they kind of always pushed me into this fight with uh, one of this, these other kids, you know. Um, and uh, we, him and I, got in some skirmishes. Probably I was trying to impress my buddies, and it never really got too bad. But one time, the three of us were camping, and and uh, he came out there to see us or something. And uh, my buddies pushed me into fighting with him. So we were rolling around on the ground. His father, which was a policeman, uh, came out of nowhere, really, out in the woods and beat me on top of the head, and I had knots, like big bee stings, Ooh. all over the top of my head, on my forehead and cheeks. Mm-hmm. And my father, this is in Tampa, uh, rural Tampa, Florida okay. at the time. And uh, my father was so angry. Uh, he was he was loading his gun. My mom had to pull his shirt off to keep him from going over there and shooting the guy's house up. But wait, you but, uh, started thought, the fight, well, right? Maybe maybe these guys aren't... I thought I kept thinking, I thought the policemen were here to help us. And I mean, I kind of feared them and everything, but I never thought one would beat me up like that. I mean, he almost... But wait a minute. You did start the fight, didn't you? I did. Yeah, okay. but, but getting involved in a fight between two 13-year-olds, a grown man yeah, and a 13-year-old, yes, that's something entirely different. That's an escalation of force. I mean, it'd be one thing if the police officer uh, subdued him or something right. like that. But to wrap him on top of the head is an escalation of force that uh, you know, is an abuse of his power. And as far as I'm concerned... Yeah, but he would have done it if he was just a dad. I mean, like, he was no, upset I don't, that you were beating he, he on his son. He would have done it as a dad, but I wouldn't. As a dad, if my if my thirteen year old son is fighting with a thirteen year old boy, I'm just saying I'm, I'm not know, defending I'm it, Mark. Say, I'm hey, just boys, saying stop fighting. Hey, but, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying you start a fight. Hey, that's sometimes how they finish. Well, what if Someone's the other kid? What if the, what if the other kid had started the fight? What difference does it make who start started the fight? If the if the guy escalated the um the situation, it doesn't really matter. I'm not saying yeah, that he should you know, abuse his power in that situation. We'll abuse it. About, uh, about policemen and I bet it did. They're, they're human them. and they're fallible, and uh, you're absolutely right about that. Thank you for the call tonight. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Hour three is coming up. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free on our website. 
So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. That is the point of the show. So let's talk to Nick calling from Mars. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live on the amp line. Hey, guys. Yeah, I usually call from uh, Illinois, but since the lady previously exposed my high-rise in Mars, I guess the <laughs> cat's out of the bag. <laughs> you're but referring. I have to keep recapping because people keep bringing yeah. her up, but I uh, always have new people tuning in. If you weren't listening to the first hour of the show, you list, you missed a real nut job. A uh, lady called in <laughs> alleging that she had discovered evidence of civilization on Mars from NASA's photos by recoloring them, by adding color to them. She said that that uh, uncovered the truth that there are actually people and buildings and uh, apparently a military as well on you Mars. Can see, you can see the pictures oh, yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah, at, military. AbideMiracles.com. That's her crazy website. Yep. Yeah, you can see it for yourself. It's uh, <laughs> quite amusing. You have to wonder what the hell is going on in that woman's head. She is seeing things that are not there. Uh, God only knows. So but, what were you calling uh, about tonight? Uh, tonight, uh, last night... I wanted to talk about uh, immigration. There was kind of a, I don't know, it was kind of an immigration night. M- most sure of the topics were centered around that. Uh, and one of the last callers, specifically one of the last callers who didn't, who was not for open immigration, I, I would I would characterize this position as xen- xenophobia at best and strict racism at worst. And I- I'll tell you why. Seems fair. And. At dictionary.com, they define racism as a belief or doctrine that inherent in, that inherent differences among the various human races determine cultural or individual achievement, usually involving the idea that one's own race is superior and has the right to rule others. Now, the guy last night, I remember distinctly hearing him say that the uh, illegal immigrants, specifically the Latino Americans, saying that he had been to Mexico dozens and dozens of times, and that meant that he was an expert on uh, the Mexican culture and immigrants from the Latin American areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish that there was uh, some kind of word for this this phenomena, as though being um, in some country, like people, people when you talk about Im- immigration will often ask, have you ever been outside of the country? They'll ask yeah. us that. As though me traveling to the Bahamas or um, Greece or any of these places... It has anything to do with me understanding other cultures? I mean, it's, it's I went to the the, the 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 Greek island of Heraklion and I fed some chocolate cookies to some stray cats. Well, I mean, what the hell do I know about Greek culture? Not a darn thing. It's that same that same air of superiority that uh, people try to pull. For instance, I've encountered it with uh, people that that have asked me. I've called, for instance, local talk shows here in Keene and had talk, you know talked out against the uh, the government programs and, and uh, coercion and things like that and. And some some people, sort of inside the system, people will come back at me and say, well, have you ever served your country? I mean, the idea is, the suggestion there is that you don't have a right to say things about the government unless you've actually been a part of the government, unless you've actually right. worked We're allowed them. to steal from you as much as we want because you haven't been in the military. What kind of nonsense is that? What's that? If you don't like it, you should go and run for office and be a part of the entire system that you despise I don't so believe much. in stealing. Thank you very much. So it is that sort of superior attitude uh, that that people try to you know if they if they can't beat you intellectually they try to beat you by saying well I've gone more places than you right yeah I, fortunately yeah. I'm on the show and I've been to 45 states and 13 countries you know I haven't <laughs> been all over and I certainly don't know very much about the countries I've been in uh, but at the very least I can come back with that nonsense and they always come after us on age too there's that one yeah yeah well. 
anyways, basically what he said last night was the Mexican people cannot comprehend the ideas of liberty. I, I don't understand where these people are coming from. But they yeah. must, do, they, do they seriously think that Mexico is just full of socialist, leopard, tuberculosis-infested immigrants that well, want to they must. invade the country I think and make it at The other side of the question, the other side of the question is, do they think that America is full of people that understand liberty? Because I'll tell you, it's not. It's not for a second. And I think I think this is something that they usually use so that they can kind of evade the fact that they just don't like Mexican people. Sure. Or they don't like I, Latino Americans. They don't like them. I, yep, I, they're scared. You know, I see the gentleman. I, I remember what the, the the gentleman you were talking about. I see his point to some extent, which is that uh, you know basically they're Mexicans poor, vote so Democrat. Socialist. I, I don't. I, I mean, it just seems like an obvious block that he was using to evade the fact that he must have some serious problems I think with you're right. culture. I, I, Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe. He's scared, listen, man. Listen for a second, though. You don't um, like them different folk. You know, if you're, uh, you know, many libertarians come from the standpoint that one party or the other is, uh, you know, the Republicans or the Democrats are better than, you know, they're not good, but they're better than the other one. So let's say he's a he's a libertarian that believes that Republicans are better than Democrats, because uh, they're certainly, the, they're certainly I, out I there. I think that's fair. Okay. Um, now, would as as a libertarian who believes that, do you think it's a a good idea from your personal um, viewpoint to let a whole bunch of people who are you know eighty percent likely to vote for Democrats to move into your town, state, or country? You see, I would say no, but my experience is that Mexican Americans really don't vote. Right. That's, that's my experience, but, that immigrants I mean, that, are just, they come experience. here and they work hard and they stay pretty much apolitical. They stay outside and, of the system. And I'll tell you, um, as in as a self-proclaimed agorist, and if your listeners want to know anything more about agorism, just go to agorism.info, uh, I have talked to a lot of illegal immigrants, and they are very responsive to the message of libertarianism sure in that are. context because they're, they're living in the counter-economy. They're, they're living that life of they're doing a lot of illegal stuff, and they're doing it because it's the right thing to do no matter what the government says. No doubt about it, Nick. Good call. Thank you uh, for yep. making it tonight. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And, the, and by the way, you know, just simply if we let people across the border doesn't mean that we would have to let them vote. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting that this is the way that I think things should be. I think largely letting uh, people vote for you know how they how my life is going to be run is wrong and bad. Right, but because that's one of the excuses you could, they use. You know, I mean, you know, you could let as many as you want across the border, and then you have this sort of citizenship test so that they're properly trained in uh, you know the the government or whatever and and go from there well and I, most I don't Americans to, probably couldn't answer most of these questions on the citizenship that test much is either. true and the, you know the fact that there is voting and the fact that there is the government is the is one of the arguments that they make is that well they're going to come here and they're going to vote against me they're going to vote uh, they're going to vote to take more of my money they're going to vote to do blah 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 well stop voting and stop participating in the system if the system wasn't there then what do you have then all you you know we can break down objection after objection and nine times out of ten it comes out to you know we come out to find out that the person's just a bigot 
The person just doesn't like brown people. I mean, I, if, I think. I, look, uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not saying that guy was that I, kind of person, but I, I don't think it's entirely fair. The simple fact that you pay taxes uh, because you want to avoid going to jail, and believe me, a lot of Americans pay taxes to avoid going to jail, whether they're willing to admit it to themselves yeah, or not. They, it's time they stop. I understand. You can sit there and you can make that statement. I can't. I be. Uh, it's just not a choice that I can make in my life. To stop I, paying taxes? Yeah. Because your wife won't let you? Yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got can, a wife. You can make the I've choice. I've got a kid. Yeah, sure. I don't, you know, I can decide that I don't want to live with the wife yeah. and I want the kid to go away <laughs> and all those other right. things. Screw you and your stupid advice, Ian. Sorry. I didn't say it was advice. It yes, was it, yes it is. You, no, it was. You, you, you stated it in a command fashion. It was not a suggestion. Stop paying taxes. Stop paying taxes. Stop participating in the system. That's uh, right. Stop voting. That's what That's you right. said. Yeah, in a, in a command fashion. That's what and it's going to take, man. I, I got to tell you, not a, the vast majority of people out there, um, what your advice if people is stop completely paying? useless what, if, what happens if a bunch of people stop paying? Then you think uh, your wife would think differently? Um, yeah, if, if, if enough people that she knew, perhaps, yeah. stop paying. But um, she doesn't know those 60 million people that don't pay taxes in the United States. Well, most of them are just retired and stuff like that. I don't think that's true. Um, they, you know, When I started looking at the numbers of taxpayers, I think that's 60 million people that make money um, in the system and don't pay taxes on it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. We'll talk to Tom in Florida and uh, Vince and take your calls as well. Amp lines are ringing in. Ladies, you come first if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Our website, by the way, is freetalklive.com, and all the features on the site we give away, including the updates. You get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting your own business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents. They do wills, living trusts, living wills, powers of attorney. Um, you, can get, you also can get 10 bucks off your order at LegalZoom.com by using code FTL. That's FTL at LegalZoom.com. We go to your phone calls. That's what the show's about. So we'll talk with Tom in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Tom. Oh, thank you. Am I on? You are. What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to make a comment about the uh, the police, um, since you were talking about them earlier. Um, I wish I could be more specific, but um, I, I spoke with, you know, you know Mark Stevens. We love he, Mark he knows Stevens. about this particular case. It occurred in Baltimore, in which a, a family brought suit against the police in Baltimore because, I don't know if it was a, it was a family member, a daughter or a wife or whatever, was, uh, you know, abducted and raped and murdered. Oh, my. And so they thought, hey, you know, there was poor police coverage in the area, and we're going to sue you. Well, of course, they went to court, and they lost. Sure. 
course they did. And I wish I could name the case. We I, Once upon a time, cause again, Mark Steven knows all about it. Yeah, we if you go to adventuresinlegalland.com, that's Mark's website. Uh, I'm pretty sure he cites some of those cases in yeah. his, our, his free articles, but certainly they are cited in his book, Adventures in Legal Land. And there are several of them. It's not just uh, the Baltimore case. It's there are Supreme Court cases uh, that have said over and over again, uh, it has been reiterated time and time again, that the police have no obligation to provide you with any services whatsoever, including the most rudimentary protection services. In fact, no government agency is obligated in any way to provide you with anything. Yeah, that's exactly what the, he said. He, he, he said that they were under no obligation, and he even went into the constitutional aspect of it, said that neither is it implied, you know, written, or any way uh, uh, in, in, within the Constitution that... that you, they're here to protect us. Um, the other thing that people should uh, ask themselves or think about is, if you had a contract with the police, if you got mugged or your car was stolen or your house was broken into, if you had a contract with them, a true contract, you could sue them. Yeah, they'd be responsible for protecting you, and they're not. Uh, it, the same would be true of the fire departments in your town. If your house burned down and they let it, you know, they'd be responsible for it burning down. Aren't they the fire protection service? Well, it would exactly. depend on what the contract said. I mean, it the would. fact is, I mean, by the time they get there, the the fire's already going to burn something. But what good, what, what good is a, um, you know, an organization that's supposed to keep your house from burning down? That's what people think that fire departments are there for. Fire departments are there to prevent the other houses that's around true. your house from burning down. Correct. Look, if you set your house on fire, what's anybody ever going to do about it? Mm-hmm. But they, they, they extort money from you based on the idea that, well, they're protecting you against houses burning down. And certainly, sometimes fire departments are able to save some, um, even all of somebody's, somebody's property. It's, it's great when they're sure. able to do it, but they're not obligated. Nope. They try very hard. Tom? Yeah. Uh, just another horror story. I got a whole bunch of them, but I'll just tell you about one that happened recently to a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, he was coming home in my neighborhood here, and we happened to be having some sewers put in. And the roads are pretty torn up, and there's not much of a shoulder. So about 11.30 night, he's coming to his house, and uh, blue light comes on behind him. And uh, he doesn't, he can't really pull off. He's got, oh, not that far to go, 100 yards or less to get to his house. 100 sure. yards, okay. Hands out the window and kind of waves to the cop, kind of pointing with his finger like, I'm going to turn in, I'm going to turn in. Yeah. He pulls into his driveway. The cop goes into a rage saying, you didn't pull over when I told you to. He said, well, the sewers, we've got gravel, we've got no shoulders, all kinds of stuff's going on here. Cop literally hurt him badly, took his hands behind his back. <sighs> he, he impounded his car in his driveway and had it towed out of his driveway. Wow. <laughs> See, Put they the really get jail. upset, man. I don't think they can do that. That sounds illegal. But um, the fact is that they, you know, they do pretty much what they want. And yes. this is what I don't understand: is that the police seem to propagate this same thing. Is what in the world would you want me to stop in the middle of the road for, man? You're the one who has to walk back and forth. Cops get killed all the time in America walking along the side of the road because, well, you know, people people are too scared to even pull a few hundred yards up into a parking because lot because of crap like this. Because they know how the cops get i mean they i remember one time i was driving and a cop came you know came right along behind me put the put the lights on and i wanted to get to a parking lot but uh, by the time i got to the next stoplight 
which was really, again, only a few hundred yards up there, and I was going slow. It's not like I jammed the gas pedal to get there. I slowed down by about half. Uh, that way, you know, he could clearly sh- clearly know that I knew he was there. And uh, instead of going to the parking lot, I turned right off the main road and went down a, a side road because I didn't want to pull over in the... Uh, in the the, the way of, of traffic, and by the time I had turned at the stoplight, the dude was up my butt like you wouldn't believe, flashing his lights and beeping his little horn at me, and just I mean it was just he's so they're so rude, right? Where are you gonna go? I can't outrun you with your interceptor yeah. engine, pal. I'm not gonna. I know that if you if you make a call on the radio, you're gonna have people there. And you he know, doesn't have anything better to do. That's I had what a co- he's there I had do. a cop almost run into me because I managed to stop faster than. They did. Uh, you know, this is the kind of this is the kind of behavior this bring this behavior brings. They're a bunch of violent animals. Uh, the the ones that behave that way. Some of them are good guys, but man, I I don't believe that the their claims that nine oh ninety plus percent are the good guys. No, I'm sorry. They they don't act like that when they're around my friends. That's not the way they act. They don't act like good guys. They act like dangerous thugs. Tom, any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, this guy went to jail. He came over here to my house because I was going to take him up to get his car impounded and tell him the whole story. And I, it just, that's nothing more than that happened. And, and wait, why did they take him to jail? Because he didn't pull over right away? The guy started screaming at him. He said he's disrespecting the police officer. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I man. mean, you've heard it all before. It's terrible. You know what, buddy? You've, not you, Tom, but the police. You have to earn my respect. You don't get respect for me just because you're wearing a damn badge and a uniform. I, that's just not how respect works for me. Well, he called even a couple. He had a couple more squad cars pull up too. There was more. There's about four police there when they got done. I think there was four cars in total. Yeah, no real criminals to be dealing with apparently at that time. Thanks, Tom, One for the call. Horror story. Appreciate. Oh, I know you've got a bunch more, but we've got to get to these other calls here. But call us again. There's a, there's never any shortage of uh, police horror stories to go around, and and it's sad that that's the case. But that's the case. That's the world we live in today. Things would be a lot different if we had private protection services. Because one thing's for sure, they would be interested in satisfying their customers, and I would not be satisfied with uh, a, a protection service that deemed to extract money from me because I was driving a little bit too fast. I mean, the fact is, those kinds of pr- that wouldn't even exist in the marketplace. The yeah, other would be private road owners with enforcers to make sure their rules were followed. But as far as extracting money from you for it, how many people are going to sign that contract that uh, you know says that they're going to have to pay out money if they're going five miles over the speed limit? No, it doesn't seem very likely that that would exist. Doesn't be, to me either. No, that'd be like you know that'd be like Walmart charging you for spilling a you know can of peanut butter or something in the aisle. You're getting charged a hundred dollar fine for that from Walmart. That just doesn't happen in the marketplace. More coming up. You can take control of the airways. It's the cost of doing business. They know stuff's going to break, so they factor that into their uh, their end prices. And, And they just say, hey, sorry that happened. We'll clean it up. You keep doing your shopping. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us and those features 
They include the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you. So enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to your phone calls, Vince is on the line in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live, Vince. Hello, Mark and Ian. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, sir. Great. What's on your mind, Vince? Well, listen, we got one here that leads off the Indianapolis Star News, and the uh, so the cops accused of a prostitution ring. The cops are accused of being involved in a prostitution ring? This is one cop here. This is a, a gentleman by the our patrolman named Jeremy Lee. He wasn't fired after Johnson County prosecutors filed a felony charge against him and evading promoting prostitution. Mm. <laughs> His wife was faces five felony counts of promoting prostitution. And then this other guy named Jerry McCoy, who served as the Marion County Sheriff's liaison, is charged with patronizing prostitutes <laughs> and misdemeanor. He was also the former director of the Indiana Criminal Justice Institute and a Maryville, Indiana, police chief and <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Slow down a second. The former director of the Institute for Criminal Justice and a former police chief was one of the customers, and one of the cops and his wife were the, the essentially the pimp and the, and the hooker? Yep. <laughs> Did they catch anybody else at it? I mean, how many other people in the department knew and were involved, I wonder? They said there were, you know, these were the only three. Mm. But, you know, we had several... They've been arrested. I mean, since uh, about June, you know, we had uh, James Long, Robert Long, James Davis, and Jason Edwards were the arrested charges of conspiracy to deal marijuana and drugs. The corruption never ends, does it, Vince? As long as oh, there's no. prohibition, there will always be cops willing to deal drugs and pimp, you know, pimp whores and do whatever it takes to uh, get some, uh, you know, cash rolling in. And then there was a guy, a former police, or another police officer. And the narcotics investigation was charged with two felonies of selling handguns to convicted burglar. Nice. That's just we great. Take him out of the property room and sell. Well, I think that the the, mur- the convicted murderer had the right to buy a handgun. However, uh, you know, the idea is is that the police are there to oh, enforce laws. I think, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that uh, people should be able to buy prostitutes and uh, buy sexual services and buy drugs. I think all of that stuff should be re-legalized. These people are using their power to get away with crimes, and that's bad. Right. These are the same people who that same week might have arrested people for doing that v- those very same things. Yeah. And so essentially, arresting people for selling drugs or being prostitutes, while at the same time you are actually selling drugs or stealing drugs or being a prostitute or a pimp, is just your way of controlling the marketplace. That's really all they're doing. They're going out and they're essentially, uh, literally, arresting their competition. I mean, it's just outrageous, and, and the stories speak for themselves. Vince, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hey, you bringing that, that to the forefront. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. That's, just ha- that's reality, my friends. It's, it's true. You put a you prohibit a product, you prohibit a service, it goes underground, and it becomes the realm of the, of the criminal element. And those cops are criminals. Now, what you'll find th- is that the cops don't get punished the same way that uh, the rest Generally, of us do. Generally, that's true. Do. They don't. They, they'll, they'll get sentences that are lighter than the rest of us would. Um, they get uh, yep. defended better. They, they know the system. It's just, it's really unfortunate, and it's... It, it, the fact is, it's just the way things are going to be. The more things that are prohibited, the more things cops are going to be into. Um, if they were just out there 
well, protecting us from harm um, in the sense of, you know, going after murderers and arsonists and people that actually hurt people. Yeah. You wouldn't see as, as much of that. No, and they wouldn't have to really be doing internal investigations on themselves if they were going after murderers. I mean, because odds are good the murderer is not working on the police force. I suppose it's possible, but, but I mean, how much do they spend? How many taxpayer dollars do they spend doing these investigations? How many months did they spend undercover, you know, working to bust this guy for this prostitution ring? Lots. Uh, so, I mean, there's a significant amount of money and resources that are being uh, expended, not just to, to look into the cops that are doing these things, but also, of course, to everybody else. I mean, the, the, the amount of uh, resources, the time and the effort and the money that's spent, all of that could be spent on going after real criminals. Not that I'm suggesting that I support the government police. I think that we should have market-based protection services. But just ending the war on drugs and the uh, war on prostitution would do a lot to bring the cops back into favor. With the average person, I mean, people that I know, people in my life, I would have a tough time thinking of people in my life who actually like the police as far as they're not, you know, deathly afraid of them. They haven't heard story well, after story. There's, there's a common um, sort of human reaction, which is to, uh, you know, be like and be friendly towards those that might hurt you because that way they would be less likely to hurt you. You know, I mean, it, it'd be a little harder for a guy to shoot you when you're smiling at him and yeah. you're getting him to, to, to smile at you. So there are many people out there that say the cops are great people. We would be, you know, and they parrot the line that they've been told over and over again. But, you don't think they but when those it? lights go whoop, 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 whoop uh, in the back, in the rear view mirror, yeah. those people are scared. And I don't think we should be frightened of our employees. And that's well, what these people are. They no. are our employees. No, in the you don't sense sign their checks. They, they, the money that is stolen from me is given to them. That's true, but that doesn't make them your employees because you aren't to in be. charge. They're supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, well, it's a nice idea, but it doesn't work that way, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. All right, we continue and talk to Buddy in Florida on the amp line. Buddy, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind? Well, I have this friend who recently discovered that he was transgendered. He discovered you know, uh, that he was transgendered. Now, what does transgendered mean? Well, he um, he's male to female. Like, in his mind, he believes that he's a female. But he's actually male. He has a penis between his legs. Right. And so he okay. has discovered what? He's discovered that he believes he's a female? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So he's a woman but, trapped uh, in a man's body. Gotcha. Right. So, sort of so cliche. Anyway, he's, uh, he's been making passes at me, right? Okay. And, uh, <laughs> like, we'll, we'll be talking on Yahoo Messenger, and he'll ask me something to the effect of, buddy, do you think of me as a real girl? And I'll tell him, yeah. And then he'll say something like, well, I'm surprised you haven't made a move yet. <laughs> and it's kind of creeping me out. You know? Yeah, that is pretty creepy. What do you, what, and, I mean, uh, what's your question? Well, I was wondering if you guys could give me some advice on, on like, you know, letting him down easy because this kid, he gets like really attached to people. And I don't know if he'll like go psycho or, or if he'll commit suicide or something. Or, <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, wow. It's making me uncomfortable. I think that that's the way to go with it is, um, you know, you tell him, look, uh, you know, that's just not the way it is for me. I'm not a gay man trapped in a straight man's body like you're a woman trapped in a man's body. And, you know, it's just it's uncomfortable for me. I'm not interested. Right. I liked our old relationship where I was just your friend and you could certainly talk to me about things going on in your life. But I'm not interested in pursuing any sort of romantic uh, relationship. If you're worried that he's that fragile. 
kiss somebody who has razor stubble. No oh, thanks. Well. If you're worried that he's that fragile and that saying something like that, I mean, that's pretty tame. It's not being mean or anything like that. It's just telling him what what's what. If you're worried that he's that fragile to where he could crack and hurt himself or, or hurt you, then if, if that's what you're concerned about, if he does start to go off the deep end, then you're just going to break contact. Yeah, you're just not responsible for for that. If if, if a yeah, person, I have to do that, actually. Yeah. If a person's that fragile, you're not responsible for it. Well, come on up to New Hampshire, join the Free State Project, and Mm -hmm. uh, that'll help you get away, right? I have one more thing. Yes, sir. Um, Ian, I recently bought a Koosh. Do you know anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Bud in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Bud. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call, Mark and Ian. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Well, I have to agree with Ian on the whole taxpayer issue. You know, the way I see it, we have only two ways to get our country back. We can either get the torches and the pitchforks and march on Washington and tar and feather those guys and run them out of town on a rail, which probably isn't likely. Nope. Or we can do it in a nonviolent manner, and that would be to hit them financially. That's one way. If 67% of the people in this country are disgruntled with the administration and Congress, mm-hmm. if 67% of the people refuse to pay, you wouldn't be paying any federal employees. There wouldn't be any yep. IRS agents coming to get and you. And you don't even need the 67%. I know you may have more points, so hang on. We'll bring you back for more, Bud. More with Bud and your calls okay. as well. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then visit promote.freetalklive.com to figure out all the different ways that you can help Free Talk Live get into more ears around the world and around the country. Go to promote.freetalklive.com, but Specifically, there's one of the promotional uh, items I'd like to highlight tonight, and that is voting. Uh, We really need your vote. If you have yet to vote, and odds are you have yet to vote because only a couple hundred people have at this point. 341. Oh, really? More than a couple hundred. That's that's pretty good growth in a, in a day's time or so there, day yeah, two. Yeah, we've been uh, progressively moving up uh, pretty much one rank every day. Um, but we're still not number one. No, we're number four, which I believe we were um, yesterday also, but mm. we're only six votes away from being number three, uh, seven votes, I should say. Um, so to overtake so, the third position, we'd need seven votes. You could be one of those seven. You could go to vote.freetalklive.com, cast your vote for the show. It takes you less than a minute. You only need an email address, and that's only used for verification purposes. Make it sure would make me very happy. You're a real person. It does. Mark just, he's constantly on this thing with me. He's always calling me up and saying, Ian, we're not in first place. And, well, it's, uh, you know, from, from your standpoint as uh, you know, making the calls to radio stations, it doesn't really matter to a program director whether we're in the first position or not. Not really. But I can tell you that when I'm talking to advertisers and I can send them to podcastalley.com, they know that this podcast thing is sort of important in the yeah. world. They know it's up and coming. They want to be on the cutting edge. They need to be in the right places to advertise to new people. They have to break open in new markets. And they want to make safe, good decisions. A good way to do that is to get go with the number one show. And, there you go. You know, when I'm pointing them, it's, it's a heck of a lot easier us. to say I'm the number one show than, well, I'm well, to this month where we seem to be We're at number, number four. Seven. Yeah, that's just not that great. Right. So go to vote.freetalklive.com. And once you've voted, go the extra mile and maybe contact a few friends on your instant message list or a few friends via email and ask them to do you a favor and vote for the show. And maybe they'll ask you, well, what's Free Talk Live? And 
that'll start them listening. Yeah, you've got uh, you've thing. got uh, how many people are right now on if you're on your computer, how many people are online that you know it's that you can evening. just send a lot. you can just send a little uh, little form IM to them that says please vote for at vote.freetalklive.com. Yeah. Um, they won't they won't spam you or steal your email address and and you know you can get those people to uh, vote and if they ask about Free Talk Live, even better. 1-800-259-9231. Back to Bud in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Uh, Bud, you're back. You were talking taxes. Hey, thanks. <clears throat> yeah, I was just, you know, we were saying 67% of the people don't like what's going on. Stop paying. You don't have any federal judges getting paid, no IRS agents getting paid, no federal marshals getting paid, the Army isn't getting paid. Nobody gets paid. There's nobody to come take your stuff from you. I think it's a great idea, but there's a hole. There's a there's a flaw, and the flaw is the federal government has the ability to print money, and they so, do, and, and they do. As a matter so. of fact, it's it's said, and I don't know that it's true. It's said that our taxes only go to service the debt um, that the nation has, and that in fact the printing of money and all that other stuff is is how you know they what they pay their employees with. So it's a good idea. I support it. In fact, I'm already on on board, if you will. I don't pay the the federal goons uh so i'm with you there um but i but i also understand that they don't care about that they'll just turn on the printing press and you know screw you that way so the the tangent or the uh, the the additional portion that you need is to have an alternative currency to go to if you stop paying the feds and do business in an alternative currency like the liberty dollar or the phoenix dollar or whatever you know one of these real silver gold backed value backed currencies out there if we could somehow shift those people to doing business in that then that would really put the screw to the feds no that's a great idea or barter Yep, bar- sure. a lot of here in Montana to it's, keep them out of our business. But. Essentially, that's what it is. When you're talking about barter, you know, bartering silver yeah. for for uh, plumbing is it's still barter. But you have to yeah, have that go between. Fun. I mean, the, the reason why silver and gold became so popular was because it is the you know the the go between between people that have services that they don't necessarily uh, want to barter. Right. Uh, Enough to, people want gold and silver out there that they're willing to uh, that that I realize that even though I don't want gold and silver for really much of anything, I like having the coin. Coins, but uh, you know, they, I know that there's most people have women that are going to want jewelry, and that jewelry is best made out of gold and silver. And certainly, a, plenty of men want jewelry too. I'm just, you know, I I only wear a wedding band, and, and not not terribly interested in wearing that, honestly. But I'm I'm with you, man. I love the idea of uh, non-cooperation, peaceful non-cooperation. That is going to be, in my opinion, the fastest, most effective route to to uh, to achieving liberty in our lifetimes. And I don't think you need 67 percent to make a real impact, I think 5% would be significant. I mean, the, the people that were involved in revolutionary times were not a majority, and they weren't even close to a majority. So don't... No, and that's, that's our problem. We've become fat, complacent, apathetic sheep, and yep. there's no wolves anymore, and, and we're being led to the slaughter, and we actually deserve it. Well, you know, um, I, Ian, I'm not sure I entirely agree. With the revolution, it only required 5%. However, those 5% were busy, uh, you know, they were busy, they were active, they were vocal sort of people. There's 60 million people that I believe in the United States that work and don't get pay and don't pay taxes as um, you know on on those and you don't hear about those people standing up and saying I'm not paying taxes because yeah. these people are thieves. They're not shouting it from the rooftops. No, they're not. You're right. So yeah, it would have to be some it would have to be an activist movement which of course we're seeing happen here in New Hampshire with the Free State Project. But any other thoughts tonight? 
Nope, that, that was all, guys. Thanks a lot for taking Thanks my call. Thanks for the call, dude. It. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We are going to see more nonviolent non-cooperation, or I think peaceful is probably a better way to say it, but a peaceful uh, non-cooperation here in New Hampshire. It's already begun. It's only, only going to get bigger. Uh, as Sam from the Obscured Truth Network has said, the voluntary society is inevitable. And the only question at this point is how... Uh, how badly, how violently the government bureaucrats will react to the coming changes? How long will they continue to fight with violence for their vision of their perfect society to survive? That's the question. I, I don't know, because they are going to have to fight against their uh, friends and neighbors. It's not like going to another country where you're yeah. you know, killing off those dirty Muslims who, uh, who hate Jesus and want to kill us for our <laughs> freedoms. You, know, you, you can paint them with a uh, really ugly brush. Now, admittedly, they managed to paint the, the uh, Michigan militia sorts yeah. with, a, with a pretty ugly brush, too. But these non-cooperatives are not like the militia. The Davidians... Yeah, I'm just saying that they, that's sort of separatist groups, I guess, is a terminology. But these aren't separatists we're talking about. The people in the Free State Project are integrated into their communities. They are people who, many of them, are seen in public so on a daily Michigan basis. So the Michigan militia, they just happen to be guys that would meet together. and Right, know. but that doesn't happen here. I mean, yeah, our friends, the Free Staters meet up. We meet up in public and hang out, and there may be some of them that go out and shoot at gun ranges and stuff like that, but nobody's calling themselves a militia. They're not getting together in camo and toting guns you know, uh, in formation, walking down Main Street or anything like that. We do have people that open carry, but they don't. They don't uh, brandish, you know. They're not trying to show their strength, their military strength or anything like that. They're just open carrying because they can and they want to exercise that right. So I don't think they're going to be able to to uh, to brand the Free Staters in that same way. And certainly the Free Staters have gotten some bad press already, but none of it has been like that. None of it has, none of it has, has been, been like that. that. Agreed. Um, you know, probably uh, the the worst press that, that we're getting is, uh, you know, some some local New Hampshireites ha- sort of have the opinion that. We're here to steal their state, and I'm not sure that they're completely wrong. I don't want their state. I don't want their state either, but I want to be free, and as a result, I'm going right. to take away their, uh, you know, their ability to use uh, government force on me and uh, uh, everybody else. Well, you know, tomorrow night, uh, Mark, we are going to be live, just in case our listeners do not know that, whether you're in Radio Land or on the Internet, you will be getting a live edition of Free Talk Live for Independence Day. I'm not sure. How many syndicated hosts take day, the day off on Independence Day? Oh, uh, Just about all of them. Just about all? I figured that would be the case, but I wasn't sure about that. I, I think some podcasters out there on the uh, internet that uh, are probably going to do shows simply because they'll have the day off. Most of them are sort of amateur operations. We will be here doing the program live, of course, talking about, inevitably, my uh, one of my pet peeves on Independence Day, the fact that uh, people constantly call it the 4th of July. In fact, Frank in New York earlier was referencing it that way. And it, while it is the 4th of July, it is an Independence Day. The holiday is Independence Day. We'll talk about the difference and why it is people mess it up so much, inevitably, tomorrow. Uh, and also, we'll talk about declaring your independence. Because it's time to do that again. That's what we talk about on this show. That's what we were talking about with Bud a moment ago. Declaring your independence from the control of these people calling themselves the government. And to that end, I will share uh, a little document that I sent to the city of Keene here in Keene, New Hampshire. When they sent me the property tax bill, I sent them back a letter uh, asking them for uh, for proof that I actually owe these taxes for 
for proof of obligation. If you're claiming that I have to pay you this, just go ahead and show me the, you know, the documentation that proves that I owe it to you. And I asked a few other questions as well, and we'll, we'll share those with you. But I was shocked to go to my mailbox today and discover that they actually wrote me back within, within less than five days of me writing them in the first place. They haven't cashed my check yet, though, which is kind of funny. It's been a handful of days, and they haven't cashed the check. They say they're going to, and we'll read you their response and all that. So we'll do it all tomorrow night on the Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. Hey, don't forget to vote for the show at vote.freetalklive.com. And uh, we'll return live tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.